0: Was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb till I made you. Well, I was free. at the weight of your glory I needed shelter I was an orphan now you call me a citizen of heaven now I was born alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin, lost without hope and no place to begin, your love made a way to let mercy come in, when death was arrested. Was redeemed, only beauty remains. Well, my orphan heart was dead.
1: She's a
0: displayed on a criminal's cross, the darkness rejoiced
2: was arrested and we're free. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. John 8, 34 says, Jesus answered them, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits a sin is a slave of sin, and slaves do not abide in the house forever, but the Son abides forever. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. I just feel like the Lord wants someone to know to you want to He has been telling you your faith and he has been telling that you're used to me. I can't matter what you see. But can't. Can't. Can. Um, I just took a list of words. Seven, I was second exactly, liberty to be from new, And I is truth. Act. And the was fictitious. And, then secondly, the first one to say, this one is not a strained option. See, we've all life known who had for someone in the house he had reminded that he had found it, what we would be against all your today, amen? Because the enemy because Jesus paid the price. We're lies that the enemy's telling you. false lies that the enemy's telling you. Because I'm telling you, those are breakthrough. Some people are getting close to breakthrough in the enemy's high script. And he's speaking loud in our ears. He's in a camp of what God says. And telling us where no one says we are. Those are all lies, and we've got to cast it down, amen? We've got to lay hold of what God says, because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen.
3: Thank you.
4: says, Lord, that when we seek you with all of our heart, Lord, that we will find you. So, Lord, in this atmosphere where you're enthroned in our praises, I pray, God, that we'd be a people, Lord, that would seek your face, to know who you are, God, not just your hands, not just what you could do for us, but to know you. God, in an intimate way, God, it in, in a fresh way. So, Lord, we make room in our hearts. We make room in our lives. Lord, we seek you with all that we are. We honor you, Jesus. Can you lift your hands all across this building and just begin to love on the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. Praise and honor belong to you, Lord. Wonderful God, mighty counselor, prince of peace, Jehovah Jireh, You are the Alpha, Lord. You are the Omega. You're the beginning. You're the end, God. You're the Prince of Peace. So, Lord, knowing that you are so many things to us, knowing the nature of who you are, God, we come before you today, God, to lay petitions at your feet. There are many, God, that are sick, Lord, currently, Lord, I can't even list them all. They're struggling with sickness, different kinds of sicknesses throughout our church body right now. If you have or know someone that has a need, a sickness in their body, we you, you just lift your hand and we'll pray for them? Maybe you know someone that has a need that's struggling, maybe with their marriage, can, can you lift your hand? Maybe you know someone who's struggling to find a job or someone who's dealing with depression. Will you just lift your hand? All those, all these needs. Let's pray for all these needs today. Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you. God, in all humility, knowing that you are the God who created the universe, God, you could speak things into existence, God, so Lord, we ask you today, Lord, to speak into each and every situation, God, those who are sick in body, God, I pray, Lord, that you would speak to these bodies, God, that, that, Lord, cells would begin to do what they're supposed to do. God, that sickness would flee the body in the mighty name of Jesus. You took stripes on your back for our healings, what the scripture tells us. So God, we lean in on that, God, and I pray right now for those who are dealing with sickness. God, that that sickness be broken by the blood of Jesus Christ right now. God, I pray for those who are struggling, Lord, in their marriage or situations that seem impossible. Lord, that seem like, they won't change, or she won't change, or he won't change. God, you can mediate. God, you can mediate. God, I, I speak peace into these situations that seem impossible. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare it. God, we believe it. God, those who are dealing with maybe depression, different situations in their life, God, we come against the enemy right now. God, we come against fear and anxiety and depression. God those are all tools of the enemy and we rebuke them right now in the name of Jesus and we speak the truth of Jesus name over them and we say be broken in the mighty name of Jesus can you stretch your hands towards heaven and begin to just give him adoration and praise begin to give him adoration and praise One more time and give adoration to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lord for answering prayers. He's still answering prayers. Can I tell you this week I was encouraged? I got a, a testimony for something that we prayed about maybe back in, in, in early September last year, and we just laid our fleece before the Lord, and I got a testimony this week that God is beginning to stir and God is beginning to answer that prayer. Let me tell you something. If you're praying for a breakthrough, continue to pray. Because God is a God who can be trusted. He's still answering prayer. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that today? Hallelujah. Come on, one more time. Can you give Jesus a hand clap of praise? Look at your neighbor, if you will, and and give them a fist bump and say... It is good to see you in the house of the Lord today. We worship you, Jesus. Amen. I want to say from the bottom of my heart, it is so good to see you today, this morning. And uh, uh, it is, I tell you what, it's been an eventful week. I spent the week uh, in a dorm with a bunch of stinky teenage boys. Loving on them, and, uh, and uh, I tell you what, it was a great week. We had, we had just got back from youth camp, and our church sent uh, 50 people, about 43 students, and I can't I want to say 43 to 42 students. I can't remember how many workers that we sent, but we sent a lot of kids to camp. Lives were changed. I believe in, in youth camp. I believe in, uh, amen. 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 I was called into the ministry at youth camp was filled with the Holy Spirit at youth camp, and God has done some amazing things in my life through youth camp, and I can tell you this, I believe that it changes lives, and so we're fresh back from, from camp, and uh, just feeling the presence of the Lord in this house, it's so so good to see you today, if you are a guest with us, I want to say welcome, it is so good to have you today, can we give all of our guests a welcome, those online, those here at the house. You guys look good everyone up there in the balcony you guys look good you guys look good down here too all right just just sometimes they don't they don't get as much love up there and so uh, uh but it is so good to see everybody and uh i tell you one of the thrills and the joys of, of being a pastor is being able to do some uh, pretty cool things and today we have something special that we're going to do and i'm going to invite uh Kent and megan And their family to come up here. We're we're gonna be dedicating a baby this morning. I'm gonna ask my wife to come up here. Tristan, go ahead and come on up here. I'm gonna have you guys stand up here. (laughs) I'll have you guys just stand right up here if that's all right with you guys. favor, can you, t- can you turn her around to just face the crowd just for a moment? Everybody, this is Haley Dawn Christine Hudson. <laughs> now, now how, how old is she? She's four months old. Okay. You guys, everyone get a good look at her real fast and admire her. Look how beautiful she is. Uh, makes you want to have another one. <laughs> All right, can you guys turn around and face 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 me this way? Um, we're going to be dedicating her today. Uh, scripture declares this: that children are a gift from God. Psalms one twenty seven three proclaims that children are a heritage from the Lord, and children are a ro- reward for from Him. And as believers, we are called to recognize that children belong first and foremost to God. God in his goodness gives children as gifts to parents. When we look at it through that perspective, we begin to understand what a gift it is that God has given us. uh, They not, uh, not only have the awesome responsibility of caring for this gift as parents, but also the wonderful privilege of enjoying this gift. She is just so attentive right now. I love that. <laughs> uh, because children belong to God and are given by grace as gifts to parents, it is only proper and appropriate that children be dedicated back to God. Uh, we are told in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 27-28, and Hannah says this, I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I ask of him. Verse 28 says, so now I give him to the Lord, for his whole life will be given over to the lord and he worshiped the lord there that's what she did when she presented him to the lord look at this in luke chapter 2 verse 22 it says this The mary and joseph brought their baby jesus to the temple in jerusalem in order pres- to present him before the lord there were also two older people of faith simeon and anna both had moments with the baby where they held him pronounced god's blessing over him and even prophesied what he would go on to do can I encourage you as parents to pray over your kids? To prophesy over them? Speak things in faith over them. Uh, this is what we believe happens during a dedication moment. Parents present their child to God in an act of thanksgiving and, and dedication to God's purpose. Together as a family, they, they worship God. And spiritual leaders bless, pray over, declare God's best for their child. And parents. And their new child began their journey together, confident that they are walking under the full blessing of God. When you're walking under the blessing of God, I'm telling you, life is smooth and God is good. And even when it gets turbulent, God is still good in those moments. So this is how uh, the dedication moment of Jesus concludes. In Luke chapter 2, verse 40, it says, And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. And in the same way, parents, today, you bring your daughter, Haley Hudson, presenting first themselves and then her before the Lord our God. Accompanying them and making this commitment are these family members and, and the family that is their church cornerstone. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, that's us. And they will be a witness to this beautiful moment. So let me call your attention to the commands of God recorded in His Holy Scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 7. It says this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your heart and press them on uh, their children. Talk about them when you sit at home. And when you walk along the road, and when you lie down, and when you get up, it's good advice. When you're driving down the road, talk about the goodness of God over your life. Let your kids hear how you believe and how you trust in God, and how you're thankful for what God has done in your life. Ephesians 6, 4 says this, fathers do not provoke their children to wrath. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. So God's instructions are plain. For you guys as parents. Love God with every ounce of fiber and energy. Teach Haley to do the same. As you love God, one another, Kevin and Marshall, you will model before them a wonderful love for God that they will want for themselves. Kent and Megan, by coming forward before God and his people, do you hereby declare your desire to dedicate yourselves your daughter Haley, to the Lord. If so, please respond by saying "We do." Having come freely, I ask now that you enter into the following commitment in this, in in the presence of God and His people, so that Haley may walk in the abundant life that Christ offers. Do you, Kent and Megan, vow by God's help and partnership with the church to provide? Uh, her a Christian home of love and peace, to raise her in the truth of our Lord's instruction and discipline and to encourage her to one day trust Jesus Christ as uh, her Savior. If, if so, answer, we do. All right. Will you stand with me? Will you guys turn around and face, face them? Will you stretch your hands? We're going to pray a prayer of dedication over little Miss Haley. Isn't she precious? Sure you don't want to have another one? (laughs) Let's pray. Lord, thank you, Lord, for God giving us these gifts called children. God, I pray, Lord, that we wouldn't take it, Lord, with just a grain of salt raising our kids, God, but that we would raise them in the way that you would have us to raise them, God, to love you with all our heart, Lord, to lead them, Lord, in godly wisdom, to grow into you, Lord, that we would model what it is to be a Christ follower, God, Lord, that when they look at our lives as parents, they would know this Jesus, know that Jesus is real. So, Lord, we dedicate her to you today, Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would You've already ordained her steps, Lord, you, you, you knew her, Lord, you set her apart, God, for a purpose, but God, I ask, Lord, that you would help her to walk in these steps that you have given for her life. God, as parents, God, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to facilitate the calling of God upon her life, God, as a church, Lord, that we would be there, Lord, to help her grow in this calling. God, it's not something that we take lightly, but Lord, we lift her up to you and we say, God, she's yours. God, use us how you see fit. God, we'll give you the praise, we'll give you the glory, and we'll give you the honor. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Now, we want to give you this. We've got a certificate for you today. and we've also got a new testament we wanted to give her. I don't know if she has a bible but this may be her first but a, a, a little new testament bible for her. Do you want this? She's staring at me like you wouldn't believe up here. Come on, can you give them a hand clap today? All right, you may be seated. Thank you for for allowing me to do that. Can Wyatt, can you come help me, buddy? Come here, buddy. Uh, I'm gonna have you get that get that uh, podium for me, so I don't have to use this this music stand today. All right, you guys doing good today? All right, I don't. I'm not sure if you're doing good or not by that. Uh, uh, it's been a it's been a great week. I can tell you tell you that God did some amazing things at camp in our children and in our teens, and it was a very impactful week. And the older I get, and the more I go to camp, the more I realize that camp is tough as you get older. Those late nights and early mornings aren't as easy as they were when I was younger. When I was 25, it was nothing. Now that I'm 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 getting close to 40. Man, that's tough to say. I rebuke that. No, uh, uh, no, I guess it beats the alternative, right? As I get closer to 40, I realize that life, life is, uh, my body's not what it used to be. It's so, uh, and everyone's laughing at me that, that, that says, oh, you just wait. <laughs> well, I want to get right in the word. And we've been in a series um, that we've been going through uh, against all odds. And how many have ever felt like the odds were stacked against you in your life? Uh, that you felt like you were up against insurmountable, insurmountable issues and things ahead of you, maybe you were diagnosed with a sickness, and it seems like there 's no hope that can seem like the uh, that uh, that against all odds that you that you may not be able to make it or, or maybe maybe this is your case and maybe there 's just different situations maybe you 've been you 've lost your job and you thought how am I going to provide for my family and and things like that can seem seem insurmountable. But here's the good thing. This is what I know about God. If you look throughout Scripture, you'll find many, many people in Scripture who had odds that were stacked against them. Time and time again, people throughout Scripture, the odds were stacked against them. And let me tell you something. When the odds seem stacked against you and you have the Lord in your heart and you have the Lord on your side, can I tell you something? The odds are ever in your favor. Amen. So I want to I talk to you guys today on this subject, uh, and we're, we're in this series, Against All Odds. Uh, today I want to talk to you about don't let go. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, don't let go. All right. And if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 25, verse 23. Verse 23, and it says this. And the Lord said to her, and if you don't know where Genesis is, it's the very first book in the Bible. Just in case you didn't know, I thought I'd just let you know. Genesis 25, 23 says this. And the Lord said to her, just talking about, uh, talking about Rebecca here, two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you shall be divided, and one shall be stronger than the other. And look at this, the older shall serve the younger all right let me read that again and the Lord said to her talking about Rebecca which is Isaac's wife two nations are in your womb and she's about to have twins and two peoples from within you shall be divided the one shall be stronger and the other than the other and the older shall serve the younger let's pray God I ask today, Lord, that you would just begin to uh, just have your will and way in this service. God, you've already done great things. God, I pray, Lord, that your word would go forth. God, I pray, Lord, that you would use me how you see fit today. God, I pray the words that come from my mouth, Lord, would be uh, from you and you alone. God, anoint God this sermon today. God, I pray, Lord, that lives would be changed forever. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. So how many remember the show Jerry Springer? Shame on you guys for watching that. Yeah, I caught, yeah, I got you guys, didn't I? Uh, Jerry Springer, Jacob's life, uh, we're going to be talking about Jacob today, but Jacob's life could be compared to the Jerry Springer show. He had a lot of conflict, he had a lot of struggle, he had a lot of issues. Uh, Some of you say, I don't have to really think about the Jerry Springer show, all I got to do is show up to my family reunion, we got the same thing, right? All right, no one wants to amen that one, all right. And, uh, but anyways, here's the thing about Jacob's life. It was chaos, and it was struggles, and it was issues from, from the day one. Matter of fact, Scripture tells us that, uh, that because Rebecca was having twins, there was Esau, and then there was Jacob inside of her, and Esau was, was coming out of her. And Scripture says that Jacob reached for the heel of Esau to, to try to get out before him because here's the thing. The blessing was always for the firstborn. And matter of fact, Jacob's name, if you, if you look up his name, it means deceiver, but it also means hill grabber. Somebody fighting for position. Have you ever fought for position? You ever struggled in your life? And here's the thing. Jacob's life was a circus at times. And I, I said just a moment ago, his name means deceiver. And he told lies sometimes just to tell lies. Anybody ever know someone like that? And you're like that is a dilly whopper of a story you're telling that there's no way that that's true right but here's the thing he tricked his father into blessing him with the birthright and 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 honestly his his mom played a part in it and and blessing even though he was the youngest and was not supposed to be blessed matter of fact many of you know the story he he took goat hair his brother Esau was 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 hairy by nature and was kind of a outdoorsy kind of guy, like to hunt. I like to to describe Esau and Jacob. I would say uh, Esau was, was hairy, and he liked the outdoors. He was like a feral cat. He liked to be outside. Jacob, on the other hand, was kind of a mama's boy, stayed inside, helped clean the house. His mama kind of pampered him, and he was kind of like a house cat. Just saying, all right? Uh, but, but here, here is what, what Jacob does, Jacob and his mom, uh, and, and, and uh, Isaac's getting old in age, and he's not seeing very good, and, and in the process of him not seeing good, he's about to die, and they know that, and Esau comes in to talk to him, and, and, and uh, Isaac says, hey, I want this stew, so Esau goes out to the woods, which he, which he was prone to do, to go, to go hunt. Uh, an animal to create this stew that he was going to make for his dad. Well, in the process of him being God, uh, Rebecca and Isaac. Now, I want you to I want you to notice something here. I, the scripture that I read was, and the Lord said to her, talking to Rebecca, God actually gave the promise to Rebecca that Isaac was going to to lead over Esau. So, but I mean, as bad as you want to you want to point them out and say how bad they were here, they tricked they tricked uh, Isaac that day and. He put uh, goat hair all over him. And I tell you what, Esau must have been extremely hairy. And when he went in and and met before Isaac, of course, his eyes were not good. He felt him and he said, man, you you feel like Esau and you smell like Esau. Kind of reminds me of the boys at camp. You smell like Esau and you feel like Esau, but you don't sound like Esau sound more like Jacob. And so uh, through this, you know, we, we find that Jacob is, is, is a little bit of a, a, a trickster. He's fighting for a position. And then what happens once he steals this birthright and, God, and, and Isaac blesses Jacob, when Esau comes back, guess what? He is crazy mad because the, the thing that should have been his, he is, he is upset about. And so what happens, what what does Jacob do? He does what any good house cat does. When a feral cat's running after him, he runs. And he goes because Esau has threatened to kill him and to take his life. And then in the process of running, he goes. And he goes to this far land. And he finds the love of his life uh, there. And he meets this, this girl named Rachel. And he looks at Rachel and says, hubba bubba. And while he is wanting to marry Rachel, and her dad is Laban, and he's a little bit of a trickster, too. And he says, okay, you can marry my daughter, but you've got to work for me for seven years. And so he works seven years. Well, in the process of, of this wedding, guess what? He tricks, <laughs> he tricks Jacob. He, the, you trick the tricker. He tricks Jacob, and he tells him he slips his older daughter, who the scripture says she had tender eyes. Not so hubba-bubba and he ended up marrying Leah first the older daughter because Laban said well you're supposed to marry the older daughter first and and so through this process Jacob is tricked but he still loves Rachel and so what he does is oh I'm going to I'm going to work another 7 years and so he works another 7 years it's a beautiful beautiful story he ends up uh, marrying her but here's the thing Jacob is fooled and then he and so he vows and he works for 14 years and it's crazy uh, he has two wives Leah who would produce uh, more uh, was more fruitful in her ability to have kids. And and out of out of Jacob would and, and then also, I'm sorry, uh, Rachel, who would produce a couple of his kids, a few of his kids. And, and in the process of that, God would bring a great nation out of Jacob's loins, the 12 tribes of Israel. So uh, through Jacob, God would use him to be the father of the 12 tribes of Israel. And that would shape the nation of Israel and, and the world at that time. And, and here's the thing. Was Jacob deserving of that? Absolutely not. And let me ask you this. Are we deserving of God's blessings? Man, if we really take a good look at ourselves, how many times are we selfish about what we want instead of about what God wants? God, I'll do what you want me to do as long as it aligns with what I want. As long as it looks like what I want. And, and so, and this is Jacob in a nutshell right here. And, it, and here's the thing. All this started with a promise, a promise to Rebecca, Jacob's mom, and it was not to Isaac. So, it, it, and I will say this right here. Sometimes men, we're hard-headed. Women, that's a good time to poke your husband and say, Amen. Sometimes, men, we're, we're hard-headed. I know. I know the scripture says, hey, we're the head of the household. But here's the thing. This is what I've learned. If I, I my wife is sensitive to the spirit of God. And, and there's been times where she has spoke into my life when I needed to hear that. But if I'm too hard-headed trying to push my way, there's been times in my life where I didn't listen to my wife. When she's given me good, godly, sound, spiritual advice because I'm like, well, I'm the head of the household. pretty quiet in here, but, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm pointing this out. So, but anyway, so, but here's the thing. God has given Rebecca this promise and through this promise, even though it may seem like trickery and it, and it, it may seem like, like it was done out of wrong, wrongdoings, but God, God's will will be done. God's will will be done. Man can't stop it. When God says something, it will go forth, okay? And here's the thing, and, and I, think, I think Rebecca had a little reservation in her heart because she knew that Isaac would bless Esau, even though she knew that God had given the promise that Jacob would be the father of these 12 tribes of Israel, okay? So look at this. So, uh, uh, and, and, and men, it's paramount that we learn to listen to our wives. Amen. I know, no one wants to, no one wants to, amen that. Men, it's paramount that we learn to listen to our wives. Whew. All right, God could speak to them like he can us. All right, so I, I want to look at this, I want to look at this, and I, I got three points, and I, I don't want to keep you long today, but I want to look at this life of Jacob. Number one, and I, I mentioned this a little bit last week, but I, I kind of want to take it a little bit different direction. Number one, we're going to talk about faith. Everyone say faith. All right. I know you say, oh, pastor, you speak about faith a lot. Uh, well, you know what? Faith is the foundation of, of what we believe, okay? Look at this. <laughs> Hebrews 11.20 says this, by, f- by what? Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. This is Hebrews 11.20. This is the hall of faith. There's this, this if you go through this, this uh, chapter in Hebrews, you'll see all these people in the Old Testament. That, that are in the hall of faith. And what's crazy about this, if you look at all these people, none of them were perfect. God uses imperfect, imperfect people, thank goodness. But it says this, by what? Isaac. Oh, come on. By. Oh, man, I just, I'm taking it by faith that you're going to say it out loud. By. Uh, thank you. Isaac invoked future blessing on Jacob and Esau. So Isaac had to look ahead in faith because he couldn't see those things come because Esau was trying to hunt down his younger son Jacob and kill him. Have you ever looked at your situation and thought, man, this ain't good. How many have ever had well, and don't raise your hand if this is you, maybe your sibling was trying to come and kill you some of you have had some bad disagreements, but let me tell you something. Most of us, I'm not saying this isn't all of us, most of us have not had one of our, our siblings trying to kill us. So here's Jacob. Jacob was a deceiver. Jacob was a scoundrel. Jacob, Jacob was a little bit of a doofus. He was a mess up. But by faith, Isaac and Rebekah could see the good that could come from Jacob. Now I want you to stop and think about this, it's by faith that he began to look with spiritual eyes and see things not seen but as though they were. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not, what? Whew. So to be able to see beyond the moment right where you're at. And here's the problem that I have with faith you know, my faith gets discouraged when I start seeing with my physical eyes and not my spiritual eyes. And so it's by faith he began to look with spiritual eyes and see things not, not seen as though they were, not through his physical eyes. And the question is this, what are you seeing with your spiritual eyes? What are you not seeing with your spiritual eyes? See, maybe this is your, maybe this is your issue. I have struggles with my kids. Are you seeing God's potential in their life? Are you too busy looking at the situation? Uh, uh, and, and, And maybe this is it. Maybe there's struggles in your body. Are you seeing a body made whole through the touch of God? Or are you looking at doctor's reports? Look at this. Here's another one. Maybe there's struggles in your marriage. Are you seeing God turning hearts towards each other like only he can? Or are you only looking at fights and disagreements? And that's the problem that I have because I'm physical and I, you know, and in my life and I'm human and I want to look at the situation. Now, the first week we talked about looking at the promise and not the problem. But here's the problem that I have. Sometimes that situation just flares itself up right in front of your face and you can't help but look at it face to face. But let me tell you something. God is calling you. He's calling us to look beyond that and see through that with spiritual eyes. And when things look When it looks like your kids are messed up, when it looks like they're going to mess up again, you need to look at them and, and you need to declare the goodness of God over their life, that they have potential, that they are the head, they are not the tail, and that God has a purpose for them. And even though they might be in the middle of a trial or they may be messing up, that God has something for them and you need to declare that in faith. Amen. Come on, let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Well, maybe this is you, and I say this. What are you speaking about these situations? Oh, man, this is what I've learned. When there's a problem, we like to talk. Blah, 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 blah. I want to tell this person about this problem. I want to tell this. And, and oftentimes, when we begin to do that, we are speaking. And here's, here's the question. When you're speaking about that situation, are you speaking life or death? Because James says this. We have the power of life and death in our tongue. We can speak life into a situation, or we can speak death into a situation. And when you say this, well, pastor, I just tell it like I see it. Well, how's that going for you? All right. Your words, listen, listen to me. Your words have creative power. Can I tell you this? The Lord spoke the world into existence. He spoke it into existence. The power of death and life dwells in your tongue. And you can build someone up or you can tear someone down. And let me ask you this. What are you speaking today? Over your situation. Over, over your issue. And this is what we need to know. A father's blessing in that day meant everything. So Isaac, he, he is going to bless he, you know, Esau or Jacob. He, even though he's confused or he gets, he gets tricked into blessing uh, Jacob there. And, and I don't know your experience with your earthly father because some people have not had a good experience with their earthly father. Sometimes it's hard to look at a father with with good eyes and maybe your dad dropped the ball and maybe your dad messed up and maybe he made mistakes and maybe he, he did things. But can I tell you this? You have a heavenly father who loves you. You have a heavenly father who cares about you and he has your best interest at heart and maybe your maybe your dad, your, your earthly dad said this that you'd never amount to anything that you are no good maybe he said hurtful things to you that, that marked you and still to this day you're believing lies but can I tell you that your heavenly father he wants to do good for you and he loves you in spite of your shortcomings and he has blessings upon blessings for you even though Jacob's life was messed up God had a blessing for Jacob. I remember when I was growing up, and I, I played basketball, and I remember my dad would come uh, to my games, and he would encourage me And he, I, when I played football, too, and he would, I could hear him in the stands, and I remember if I wasn't doing something or I, I wasn't doing my best, he would let me know, hey, come on. Or if I'd mess up and I was frustrated, he'd see it in my eyes and he'd say, come on. Get your head in the game. You can do this. And he would be encouraging me. Can I tell you something? We need to listen to the Heavenly Father because oftentimes we're on the playing field and we're frustrated. and We're not not, uh, competing in the way that we think that we should compete. And God's over there saying, come on, get your head in the game. You got this encouragement. And still to this day, you know, I think about that. My dad cheering me on. And, and he would tell me, you know, when I would ride home with him after basketball and football games, you did really good at this, and you did great at this, and you need to keep your attitude up, and you should work harder, and he, like, he would say those things, and I think those are important, and as many of you know, I didn't make a life in the NBA or the NFL. I was really close. <laughs> I attended an NBA game once, and I attended an NFL game once, and so... It's as close, but here's what I know, the words of faith that my mom and dad spoke over me have made me who I am today. I remember when, when we, and I think uh, uh, it showed up on my Facebook, I think it was yesterday or the day before, was the anniversary that we, we told everyone that we were moving here uh, via Facebook, uh, you know, a year ago, it's crazy. I was it's like, I was like, man, I can't believe it's already been a year. Uh, but I, you know, I remember the one of the first people I called was was my my parents, and I called my dad and mom and to let them know, hey, we, we are we are gonna take this pastoral position in Indiana, and you know what? My mom and dad said, "You got this. You're anointed. You're appointed. You can do this. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you." And they are cheering on and they are speaking into me faith listen some of you need to learn to speak faith into your kids amen amen all right so sper- uh, parents speak into your kids speak it to your kids with faith not by what you see but what is to come and that's the hard part sometimes because let me tell you something sometimes my kids are a mess, and your kids are a mess sometimes. And we look at them and go, man, they are making some stupid decisions, and they're doing some crazy, they have some moments of failures and some terrible choices. But can I tell you this? You need to encourage them in the word of the Lord and begin to proclaim over to them that God has a purpose for you. Even though it may not seem possible, God's got something amazing for you. Just like Rebecca did for Jacob. Look at this. Hebrews Chapter 11, 1 says this, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, for the conviction of things not seen. And I said this earlier, you say, hey, pastor, you speak a lot on, on faith. Well, I'll tell you why. It's by faith we're saved. It's by faith we're healed. It's by faith that we're filled. And it's by faith we believe God spoke the world into existence. So everything is fundamentally on what we believe is on faith in Jesus Christ and him alone. So we need faith in each other. And we need faith in each other. And here's the, this is what I know too. Did you know, do you know this there? You may be good at something that I'm not good at as a body. Okay. I'm talking about a church here as a church. Guess what? There are things that Marcus can do that I cannot. Matter of fact, we were working on the sign and, and I, was, I dug a hole, and we were having issues with it, and I dug the hole, and I was working on it, and I was trying to, to get all the wires out, and get it situated, trying to figure out what's going on, and, and I thought I had all the power off. And in the process of, of, of messing with these wires, I kept feeling like I was getting shocked, but I kept telling my mind... I turned off all the breakers. I know there's no power here. And and like in my mind. And here's the thing. So I called Marcus and I'm like, Marcus, can you come look at this? Because I don't know exactly what's going on here. So Marcus comes down here and and he was working on this much better electrician than me. And he said, hey, did you know there was a live wire in there? I said, I I felt like there was, but I didn't, didn't realize it. I kept saying, you know, you know, have you ever worked with, the elec- this is me, have you ever worked with electricity? And, it's in- and I, I kept thinking, this is in my head, right? <laughs> but Marcus, because he's good at something, he's better at that than I am. Obviously, if, if we have an electrical problem, he needs to fix it, not me. But here's the thing, we need each other. We need each other in faith. Your kids, parents, your kids need you. Kids, you need your parents. How are you going to eat if you don't have your parents? Amen. All right. But here's what happens. When, when, when we're in this together in faith when we're in this together in faith when one part of the body hurts we all hurt when one part of the body celebrates we all celebrate we walk this out together and let me show you something when we do that God honors it he honors that and I think of people who've spoken to my life when others didn't believe in me and because of those people who believed in me who believe uh you know uh, that when I was a youth pastor, that I that I could be a good youth pastor, that that entrusted me, that said, that spoke life into me, that corrected me when I needed to be corrected. Hey, sometimes we got to be corrected, right? Uh, but let me tell you something. Those people who spoke life into me. Think about this. I, what about David? David wouldn't have been as effective as a leader gonna, because here's the thing. Jonathan, his friend, spoke life into him, and because. I think Jonathan was there encouraging David. I think many times David felt like giving up. But Jonathan said, no, come on, keep going on. Keep pressing on. Let me ask you this. What are you speaking in faith today? I remember when we went to be youth pastors and we left the state of California in 2009. We had bought a house in 2006. And we had, we had done some things on it. And we had, uh, you know, uh, through this process at our house there... We bought it just in time for the market to crash in 2008, and I remember thinking, man, and and our house was not worth what we paid for it, and I remember thinking, what am I going to do? We we, we knew that God was calling us to be youth pastors, so we went to Texas, and I remember thinking, God, you're going to have to move this mountain because I don't know what to do. I honestly don't know what to do with this house lord uh, if i don't feel right about walking away from it i don't i don't feel like that that's what you have called us to do i feel like that my yes needs to be a yes you know and if you've had to do that hey that's that's between you and god but i felt like in my heart hey i needed to follow through with the commitment that i had done and i was like god you're gonna have to make a way where there seems to be no way and i remember i was like god I, i mean i looked at short selling it i looked at all these different scenarios and i thought man i don't know what to do and it was like clockwork. The Lord worked out every detail of that because someone in our church came to us and they said, Hey, hey, so you're, you're moving out of your house. Yeah, what are you going to do with it? And I said, I, you know, we're not really in a position to sell it. They said, do you want to rent it? I said, yeah. And they said, what is your mortgage? And then we told them and they said, can we rent it for that much? I remember just going, who does that? Who does that? But that is God's faithfulness. And I had to look at that situation through the lens spiritually, not at what I was seeing physically, not what I was knowing in my mind, but look at it as, God, this is an easy situation that you can work through. So it's by faith, against all odds, Jacob should have become, that he would become the father of a nation of Israel. Here's the second thing I want to talk to you about is fight. Everyone say fight. How many fighters we got in the house? Good. Alright. Jacob was a fighter. And here's the problem with Jacob as a fighter. He fought the wrong people. He fought the wrong people. And, and, and there are people today in our culture who love to fight, right? I, I hate cable news. Because they get two people on polar opposite sides and all they do is fight, 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 and nothing is ever, ever, you know, answered in that fight. I believe this. I believe this. Let's fight about it. Fighting the wrong battles. Uh, I want to fight the battles that matter in my life. And oftentimes we get distracted by the enemy and we're fighting battles that are not important. You know, some people say that we should fight the battle of plastic straws. I hate paper straws, I'm just going (laughs) to say. I'm all about, I think you need to be good to nature and I think you need to do that. But listen to me. Those paper soggy straws, not interested in, I'd rather use a metal straw. I'd rather not use a straw at all, all right? But that's not a battle that, I'm worth, that I feel like is worth fighting for. Say, oh, do you hate nature? No, I don't hate nature. That's not it at all. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to be, uh, you know, culture says, hey, let's fight this battle. Let's go for this battle. When in reality, as the people of God, we should be fighting spiritual things. Hmm. We should join the, the fight, but we should join the right fight. Now, that was good. We should join the fight, but we should join the right fight. And and here's the thing. Scripture tells us that we have an enemy, and this enemy, all he wants to do is steal, kill, and destroy. That's his goal. All he cares about is destroying your marriage. All he cares about is destroying your health. All he cares about is destroying who you are and killing the purpose that God has for you. That's his goal. That is it. And I often, you know, oftentimes I get emails about how people don't like the way that we do something. Or sometimes people will just tell me, hey, we don't like the way that the church does this. And that's okay. But this is what I'm reminded when those situations do come up. Guess what? That person is not my enemy. Maybe the spirit that they come to me is the enemy. But that person is not my enemy. Look at this. Ephesians 6.12 says this. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Have you ever been aggravated at somebody? Can I tell you something? As a believer, that's not your enemy. Now, does the enemy use people sometimes? Does he, does he cause people to, 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 to flare up? Would, but you need to be able to identify the enemy. If Jesus, and this is what I know, if Jesus, man, if he had trouble keeping 12 people happy, how in the world am I going to keep a church full of 200-plus people happy? I, I, well, here's, here's what you need to know. Um, it's not my objective to keep you happy anyways. There's, there's going to be times where I might offend you or I might let you down. Sometimes it might be on purpose. I'm human too, right? But here's what I know. This is what I know. I'm not your enemy and you're not my enemy. We, we need to understand that. Um, and, and we must know who the enemy is. We have to be able to, to, to determine that. Look at this. Genesis chapter 28 says this. Jacob receives the first, his first blessed moment with God. He, and there he is as he's going uh, over the river. And he lays a stone under his head and has a dream. Some of you complain about how hard your pillow is. Jacob puts a stone underneath his head. And he has this dream. And, and in this dream is is Jacob's ladder and a, and a stairway to heaven, and the angels are ascending, and they're descending, and God repeated the promise that was given to his grandfather Abraham, and he would that he would be with him. He says, hey, I'm gonna make a great nation out of you, Jacob. And it's pretty crazy, so Jacob wakes up and he says, surely the Lord was in this place, and I did not know it. I don't know about you, how many times am I not cognitive that the lord is right there walking with me and god's just sitting there It's like i want to bless you but oftentimes i'm so distracted by what's in front of me my trial my situation that i forget that the god of the universe is walking side by side and he's there with me but it's crazy because so jacob he makes a vow to the lord and he asked the lord to bring him back and he says lord if you bring me back i'll give you a tenth of everything that i have And and this place was called Luz, which means loss. And then the Lord changed it to Bethel, which means the house of God. And here's what I know. As we receive promises, we have to learn to fight for it. We have a role to play. That doesn't mean we fight for position, but rather keep our steps in line with God and his timing. Let me repeat that. That doesn't mean we fight for position, but rather keep our steps in line with God and his timing. Look at this. Genesis chapter 32, it says this. The same night he arose and took his two wives, talking about Jacob, his two female servants and his 11 children, and crossed the ford of the uh, Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that, that he had. And Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled. With him until the breaking of the day. So I'm gonna ask Wyatt to come up here. He know I was gonna do this. Come on, Wyatt. So we're gonna demonstrate a wrestling match right now. <laughs> here's here's what we know in this story, right? Um, <laughs> And this is the angel of the Lord appears before Jacob. And, and I believe this, that this is a Christophany. I believe that he actually sees Christ. Christ has been around, bef- you know, all eternity. Okay. Even through the Old Testament. But I believe that Jacob is actually wrestling with the Lord here. And it's a Christophany. As if you want to look that up, you can. But I believe that. You don't have to believe that. It's okay. It doesn't matter. But here is, is, is Jacob. Okay. This is Jacob. Wyatt's a lot bigger than me. He is taller than me, he outweighs me, but I'm meaner than he is. He's got some things on me, but I've got some things on him. I've got experience and some, and some age. On him. But here's what happens. So here, come on, come with me. Come on, walk big guy. All right, so here we see Jacob, put your arm around me. And this angel, they're wrestling. When you wrestle someone, you know what you don't do? <laughs> but when you wrestle someone, you get in there, right? Have, have you ever watched the guys at UFC? They, they Like the jujitsu guys, they want to put someone on the ground. But they get as close to their, to their opponent. Like, Is this funny? <laughs> they get as close to their opponent as they can. You all right? (laughs) But Jacob, he tarries and he wrestles with this angel all night long. And I can't help but think oftentimes when times get tough that we quit when we're so close to getting the blessing that God has called over us. Sometimes we miss out on blessings because we quit, and the blessing's about to happen, the dawn's about to break, and we miss it because we're tired. I don't know if I can do this anymore. And, and can I tell you this? You cannot afford to let go. One thing about Jacob, you, he had a lot of flaws, but he had a tenacity, and it was just like, "God, I see what you're doing, and here's the deal. I am not gonna let go of you. And the day's about to break. And he won't let go. And the angel asked him, or and asked him, and he said, What's your name? And, and I like this about Jacob. He says, What's your name? And Jacob says, in all honesty, I'm I'm Jacob. Deceiver. The guy that messed up guy that's had lots of mistakes. And I think sometimes if we're just honest with the Lord, Lord, I'm, I'm not perfect. I've made my mistakes. I've done things I shouldn't have done. But God, I'm, I want to hang on to you. But, but this is what, I, I love this because he, he answers honestly. And Jacob saying, I, I've made stupid decisions. I, they, I'm hill grabber. I, I, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes. But I love this. The angel of the Lord says this. says, no longer, no longer will you be called Jacob, but Israel because, God, because with God and man you have prevailed. Translation, you didn't let go. You didn't quit. And the angel of the Lord blessed him. And this is crazy. And then he knocked his hip out of socket. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> and from that point on, when, when Jacob wouldn't let go, he, he knocked his hip out of socket, and then he felt pain, and he finally let go. He changed the way that he walked forever. Now, look at this. Give Wyatt a hand. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Every day, Jacob walked, and he had a limp. But it was a reminder. God had blessed him that day. God had changed his name. Can I tell you something? God has called you. And maybe, maybe you've done some things in your past and you feel like a deceiver and you feel like a, a rat fink. And you feel like that you've done terrible, terrible things. Can I tell you something? God has called you his son. God has called you his daughter. And he says there's good in you and that he has a purpose for you and that he has a plan for you. And can I tell you something? Don't let go amen i'm going to ask the worship team to come up here husbands wives don't quit don't let go moms dads praying for your kids don't quit don't let go don't stop don't stop maybe maybe this is you maybe maybe and, and this is what i've learned about a lot about fighting and as i've walked this journey when i get tired Have you ever been in a wrestling match? Anybody? ever been in a fight? When you get tired, you start fighting smarter. When you're tired, you start fighting smarter, okay? Or, you know, and you you think, okay, I've got to make every moment count. And some of us are very, very, very tired. Can I tell you something? You You need to walk and you need to fight smarter. And this is what I know. When I'm weak, I can depend on him for my strength. Hmm. When I feel like giving up, I can say, God, you you can carry me through. You can bring me through this. We need to learn to fight for each other as a church and as our family and as friends. I don't need you to talk about me, and I don't need you to talk about my situation. What I need you to do is fight for me. Oftentimes, we want to talk, and we want to talk about situations, but you know what we need to do? We need to fight in prayer for people. As a body and as a believer. So look at this. This is my, my last point. Everyone say, keep fighting. My last point is real simple right here. Finish strong. Finish strong. Now look at this. I'm, I'm 40, almost 40. <clears throat> I'm not going to claim that till I turn 40. I'm almost 40. And I've got a ways to go before... I feel like that I'm going to walk across the finish line and finish strong. And I'm I'm grateful for that. But here's what I do know is I don't want to crawl across the finish line. I want to sprint across the finish line. I want to finish strong. Know my heart. Hear my heart. I, I want to. I want to be here. I want to be the best pastor that I can be. I I want to build a great church for God. And I believe God has blessed us. Do you believe that God has blessed us here? I I believe he has. But I believe with all my heart, the best is yet to come. Amen? The best is yet to come. It's still yet to come. Jacob, at the close of his life, he's hurting because 17 years he's mourned. And he thought his son Joseph is dead. he's depressed about it for 17 years He struggled with this and matter of fact scripture tells us that his sons even went to him and said dad you need to snap out of it he says I refuse I will not stop grieving for my son but here's what I know J- Joseph was not dead matter of fact he went from the prison to the palace in one day because God had a plan and God had ordained things it's funny that Jacob was tricked by his sons hmm there's a boy, if that's a reap, reap, what you sow kind of moment, right? He he was tricked by his own sons, just like he tricked his dad. But look at this, look at this. Can I tell you, stop mourning over your situation? You can't finish if you keep living in mourning. Oh man, this is tough. This is frustrating. And let me tell you something. When you're when you're mourning about your situation, when you're mourning about your problem, let me tell you what that keep that the enemy knows this, it keeps us from taking steps of faith and saying, I'm going to keep going, but instead we'll rather just sit here like a toddler and complain about what's not happening versus going oh, I've just got to take the step that I need to take, amen so look at this, before he died before Jacob died, he brought all his sons in one by one, he brought Reuben Simeon, Gad, Asher, Judah all of them And he does something. He blesses every one of them. He prays a blessing over every one of them. And look at this. And they all scatter, and a great nation is formed from them. And still to this day, still to this day, they are blessing the world. Can I tell you this? In this moment, Jacob learned to listen to the voice of God. Stop manipulating to get his way. And Can I tell you something? God blessed him and his household. Will you bow your heads with me all across this building? God, today, Lord, I don't know what everyone's situation is. I don't know what everyone's issue is in the, in the house. But I know that you are a God who is moved by our faith. So today, God, will you... Help our faith to grow exponentially today. God, when we feel like quitting, when we feel like giving up, God, I pray, Lord, that you would put a fight within us, God, that in our situation, that our children are worth fighting over, God. Our health is worth fighting over. Lord, our, our, our jobs are worth fighting over, God. When it seems impossible, God, I pray, Lord, that we would fight the right fight. Not against people, but against the enemy. We'd call the enemy for who he was. And God, most of all, maybe, maybe some of us in our older years, God, I pray, Lord, that we would finish strong. God, that the blessing be invoked that you've called upon us, God, to pray over our children and our children's children and our children's children children. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I want to give you a chance to know him today. It's the best decision you'll ever make. The Lord cast a vote for you. The devil cast one against you, and you hold the deciding vote today. If you want to know Jesus as your personal Savior, with no one looking around, all heads bowed, all eyes closed, would you just lift your hand? I want to pray with you today. Anybody in the building this this morning? Anybody in the building this morning? All right, one hand. Anybody else? Will you pray this prayer with me? Say, Jesus, I ask you, Lord, to be the Lord of my life. Lord, I believe you were born, you lived on this earth, you died on a cross, you were buried, you were resurrected. And you're coming again for your church. Lord, I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins. Lord, I'm sorry. Be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Stand with me all across this building. How many would say, hey, I want the Lord to increase my faith? I want to keep fighting the right fight. I want to fight the right enemy. I want to to keep going when I feel like giving up. And how many would say this? I want to finish strong for the Lord. Amen? All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray right now for each and every person, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, that your spirit, Lord, would lead and guide. Lord, that your anointing, God, would begin to flow, God, in this house. God, I pray for those who are struggling in their faith. God, I pray, Lord, that it would be increased <laughs> today. God, that faith would arise, Lord, as we wait on you. God, as we are looking for answers and maybe just waiting on the timing of the Lord, I pray, Lord, to give us strength, God, in the, as we wait on you. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Amen. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. God, I ask today, Lord, that you would, God, Give us the tenacity to fight, God, to fight for each other, Lord, to fight the enemy, God, not to fight each other, but to fight the enemy. Your anointing would just begin to just flow in this place, God. I pray, Lord, that those who who are struggling, God, I pray, Lord, you give them strength to finish strong, God, and I pray today, Lord, that as we wrestle with these things, God, that your will will be done in our lives, God, that you will use us to be a blessing to this world, and God, we give you the praise, God, we give you the glory, in Jesus' name we pray, come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise, amen.
5: October 1st through 2nd, important, put this on your calendar, Mary folks, do not miss it, it's amazing time with each other and with the Lord, if you have not found a way to get connected yet and meet your group of people here at the church, this is where you can do it, don't miss marriage conference, if you haven't already put that on your calendar, make sure you do that, it's going to be $150 per couple, it includes your hotel, the conference fee, dinner on Friday night throughout Saturday, the registration deadline is September 5th and payment is due at the time of registration. More information on the information desk. You guys have a blessed Sunday.